starting. This is the, okay. the Coaching to Flourish podcast. This is my name is John Andrew Williams. I'm here with Darlene Fontaine. I am super psyched. I've heard amazing things about you. Uh, I think you've been to almost every uh, alumni event that I've put on. And uh, I just love to start with your story. Like, what is your background and how did you find coaching? And yes, please, darling, go. Okay. My story, uh, you know, so by my age, I have lots of stories. So I'm going to tell you my story as it relates to coaching. Uh, cool. So um, I grew up in Detroit. I am a middle child of five. Um, I went to public school and I went to like, just like the regular neighborhood public school, not the accelerated school or anything like that. And um, I always did well in school. Um, and so, you know, it's like in my neighborhood, when you do well in school, people are like, you should be a doctor, you should be a lawyer. And so, and I mean, you kind of, that's like pushed by my parents and the school counselors and all of that. And so um, I'm, I was a first generation college student. And um, when I went to college at the University of Michigan, it was like total culture shock like total culture shock. I went from my mostly black city of Detroit up the road a bit to Ann Arbor and it was like pretty, it was mostly white. And, um, and so um, it, that, was, that was culture shock. And besides, besides like um, just kind of making adjustments for that, it was very challenging academically. And so, um, I had, to, I had to cope with no longer being at the top of my class. So I kind of had to figure that out. And then I had to learn the culture. And then um, I was uh, pre-med for my first three years of college because that's what everyone pounded into my head. This is what you should do. And so, um, so I really had to figure that whole thing out for myself. So um, I learned the culture. I kind of found my ways to cope. I found my academic resources. And eventually I, um, I was introduced to psychology. And so I graduated as a psychology major. And um, what that did for me is that it really, it helped me start to learn about myself. And you really think about it in like so many ways that I hadn't thought about it before. Um, and like, I, I kind of, I think I was used to people telling me what to do as opposed to thinking for myself. So, um, you know, fast forward a bit, I graduated from college and that's, but that's when my volunteer work really, really began because I wanted to help people with similar backgrounds um, avoid some of, the, some of the issues that I had and avoid some of those experiences. So if I could help people uh, you know, be more prepared, that's what I wanted to do. So, uh, so since then, I mean, I've just volunteered all the time in all different ways. Um, some of the things I've done, you know, I, I'm like all about social justice as well. So uh, because, because really that's the root of, of all of those issues when you think about it. Uh, so some of the things that I've done as a volunteer, it's like I've been a mentor, I've been a tutor, I've been a big sister, I chaired a PTA, um, I chaired an admission director consortium, 
Um, and I've been, I've done like all kinds of nonprofit things. Uh, so now I, my work is focused at um, the board of directors level. So I'm on the board of uh, a preschool through eighth grade independent school. I'm on the board of a um, high, independent high school. And then I'm on another board of a kind of a social justice um, organization. So I, I, I volunteer a lot. So then uh, I'll just tell you that I moved to LA um, a while ago. I moved here to go to graduate school. Uh, always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I went to business school, so I have an MBA. Um, I got married, I had a son. Uh, so eventually all of this involvement in schools led me to work at a school. So I was the director of admission at an independent school for nine years. I worked there for 11 years. And um, that's kind of how, so my, my coaching business is focused on parents. And so as an admission director, I talk to parents, 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 all day long. Like I interviewed people four months out of the year all day long for nine years. So I, I talk to a lot of parents and um, that's um, after I was done with that job and like, trying to figure out what was next for me. And when I decided it was coaching, which I, totally figured out that was my career after the, starting the training program. Um, but I, I just like figured out that parents were my people just because I understand at first of all, I am a parent and then I understand um, kind of what parents need and like what their fears are and uh, their needs and their hopes and their dreams. So I, I, I relate to parents very well. So that's my I mean, story. I feel like I could just listen to you talk and tell your story all day. <laughs> and I have to, I, I brings my heart such joy to have another kinetic communicator. Are you, <laughs> wow, like this is, let's, let's get it out, you know, right. like this is good <laughs> stuff. So when you, so when you found, when, when, I, I mean, that's, I imagine the journey from Detroit to Ann Arbor was like life changing. And, what what is it that what what do uh, people in the similar similar situation like? What what are the one or two things that you would like them to know? Or like what what's the yeah yeah what what are the what are the key points? Yeah, I think yeah. I think the key points are that there are so many organizations out there mm. that. Um, that help people. For example, um, like one of the first things I did after graduating was, was uh, there's a program that was a part of the Alumni Association that worked with schools, with kids in schools starting at ninth grade. And they assigned them a mentor and uh, and then so they so they assigned a mentor and then there was just this whole program that they went through that took them step by step and helped them understand how to be prepared and so um, and so that's just one but there are lots of different programs like that and so if you know that those kind of programs exist uh, you know that that helps so that so that's um, you know I think like just researching and understanding that there's that those 
there are those resources and like connecting with counselors at school so that they can help guide kids mm. that way. Mm. I mean, it just, it makes me, let me think about resilience theory and how the more resilient choice is to build your support network before you need it. Yes. And how it's just, it's not, that is not necessarily an intuitive thing because I think young people get through school. Like, you know, some of the, the issue through school is, oh, like you need to do it all on your own. Like, and if you don't do it on your own, somehow you're not uh, doing, you know, you're not doing it right. If you're, you know, asking for help, like asking for help is a sign of weakness. It's like, no, asking for help is one of the biggest signs of strength. You know, exactly. and, and getting people and to understand yeah. that. I mean, even this idea of grit, I mean, it was problematic because it made it all personal. It made it all like, oh, do you have it or not have it? Like it's some personal thing where it's like, no, no, it's about the strength of your community. And that's the, that's the key, key here. Uh, what has this past, you know, six months, you know, with the Black Lives Matter movement, what has that meant for you <laughs> and your work? It's meant I've been very busy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have been very busy um, because um, at, at the school that I used to work for, I um, once I stopped working, I um, joined the board and I chair the board um, diversity, um, equity and inclusion committee. And so um, we had and then I'm also on the board of another organization. And so we just, and so it was necessary to just like have meetings and like open things up and let people come in and talk about whatever they're feeling. And so, um, and so I've done that, uh, you know, through all of my different organizations. So I've been to lots of different meetings and I've had lots of conversations and I am the person who, no matter who you are, you want to talk about it, come and talk to me. Like that's why I'm your go-to person. That's why I'm your go-to coach because I am. I really, um, um, if you're if you're a person of color and you need someone to talk to just because you're losing your mind, <laughs> you can talk to me. If, if you're a white person and you kind of I don't totally get it and can you help me? And I mean, I'm not the person who's going to say, look, I'm exhausted, go do some research and figure it out yourself. I'm gonna say, what questions do you have? Because, because I feel like if I can help someone, okay, then you know we're, we're all better off. I feel like that about a lot of things, but- that's Darling, that's a gift. That is a, that is a very generous gift that you know, that, that you're, that you're offering to yeah. people. Uh, I mean, it's one of the things I'm, I'm most proud about, you know, I grew up very much in a social justice. I mean, I feel very lucky. Like my family was very much into social justice. It's been, I don't know, ever since I would, you know, could go to Sunday school, it was like in, in the space. Yeah. And now I see that I, I feel even more strongly now that specifically the empathetic skills that coaching offers, the ideas of leadership, moving into leadership and moving into these things. This is exactly what our society needs. Yeah. This kind of empathetic listening. Where do you see, or what are the, if you could dream <laughs> where this would go, <laughs> knowing what you know. 
so I'm warped. <laughs> right. If we can tie, here we go there. What's the milestone? What's the, what's the thing that will let us as a society know, yes, we got there. Like, this is it. I'm going to say, um, I, I, my dream is progress. My dream is that we continue to make progress. Um, I, I don't think, I think we have a long time before we get there, before we get there. But the more understanding people have, um, the more empathetic they, they are, the, the more, um, it, it's like if you, if you can walk in someone else's shoes and you pay attention and you understand that someone, someone else's situation is not your situation and people aren't overreacting and, uh, you know, just like just if people could open their eyes and just see um, the other person's situation, uh, that would, that people would be so much better off. And so listening, <laughs> understanding, uh, uh, getting out of your own world, getting past your, your privilege, uh, those kinds of things, uh, uh, things in government uh, and policies that work for everyone, just those types of things. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's um, it, it is, I don't know, surprising is not the right word, but it's hard, maybe heartening, uh, but it's, there's something in the space where I, deeply appreciate the the reflex that people have to immediately like when they come when they're new to coach training to immediately want to fix it fix it fix fix and i think that a lot of it is like when a white person is just learning about this stuff for the first time they have to get over that like ah i want to like make it better right away and like, ah you know it's hard right. it, it feels very parallel to the coaching journey of no your job isn't to try, you know, at this point right here, uh-huh. just breathe and listen. Like that's it, right? Right. I mean, I feel like that's a huge, but that's a huge step because we're not taught. I mean, I feel like a lot of what's happening in schools is going goes counter to uh, what is necessary now because it wasn't designed for it. it like, we like schools were like not des- they're not designed for now. Uh, and there's there's another there needs to be an augmentation of skill sets in this place. Um, what, what led you to coach training and what was the nudge that got you into coaching? Yes. Okay. So after, um, after I was done work, I worked for 11 years. It was time for a change. It was awesome place. Loved it. Loved it. But I I needed, I needed a change of pace truly. And so, um, I was trying to figure it out. You know, it's like, at first I was exhausted need a break. I did some great traveling. Um, then it was like, okay, now it's time to figure out what's next. So I, um, did a lot of soul searching. I did a lot of, um, informational interviews with people and, and this one person that I talked to. Um, so I knew that I knew that two things, I knew I wanted to, um, get a, um, I, want, I wanted to get a certificate in diversity and inclusion because I have a lot of experience, but I don't have experience that you can see on a resume. 
you know, and so, and so I wanted to kind of professionalize that. And with the coaching part, I, I, I wanted to ask better questions, really. And so um, I talked to this, I talked, I did informational interviews with a lot of different people, but this one person was instrumental because um, she said that, like, have you considered this? You, like, like, based on what she knew about me, she said, maybe you should go through a coach training program and at least have that certification because then you'll have that on your resume and that'll be, you know, just something else to make you a stronger candidate for other types of positions that you might look for. And, uh, and so I did the uh, diversity and inclusion certificate first. And then I joined coach train. I learned of coach training EDU. It's funny, I am like a total spreadsheet person. So I did research on all these different companies and, um, and I was trying to figure it out. And then, and then a person that I know who's a, um, who's a um, educational therapist, um, she's, she's uh, has some clients that she shared with Hayden. And so she told me about Hayden. And so then I went to his website and, um, and so learned of coach training EDU that way. And, uh, and it was the cool thing about it is just like kind of the whole education spin to everything. And of course I'm so involved in education. Um, and uh, you know, it's like the school that I worked for, a lot of the thinking, a lot of the things that we learned about in coach training EDU is all already implemented into that school system. So it's like very familiar and like, like, uh, 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 What's her um, mindset? We, we were just like, yeah, Carol Dweck. We were all about mindset and teaching kids about mindset in kindergarten through eighth grade. So it's all, so it, it, it just was, it was a fit. It was a great fit. So then I like scrapped the, scrapped the spreadsheet. I was like, okay, this <laughs> is the one for me. <laughs> you know, it is I, the academic program. I, I, it, it's my baby. I mean, it's something that I think this is, you know, this is going to change the face of education. It already is. Yes. And I think that when I look at the, the space, the coaching space, the intersection of coaching and, and education, uh, I view coaching as, as some of the cutting edge of what's happening in the executive wellness worlds. And if you look at how education has developed, that's how education develops the, you know, executive world says, Hey, this is what we need. These are the kind of skill sets that are necessary to thrive and flourish and education picks them up. Uh, mindsets right up there on the list. Yes. What was your biggest takeaway from the training? Uh, my biggest takeaway. Um, I, well, let me, I, I can, you know, my, my all time favorite part of the whole thing, I'm going to call it community. Um, and, and just, just all the people, all the people that I've met through the program. And I still keep in touch with all of the people, with many of the people from my class, shout out to all my people out there. Um, but we, we still keep in touch and we, you know, we meet every other week and we have a WhatsApp group that we can, we, that we pass along resources to. And, but, but I'm going to say like, uh, yes, hi Neva <laughs> in the chat. Um, but 
Um, the, the other part of it is that it's people from all over the world. And um, that, that part is really cool. So my class, we started in September. And so we went right through uh, pandemic time. And so it's like we're in class and we're talking and I'm talking to people from all over the world. So I can talk to people and ask, like not read the news and find out from the people in my class how things are happening in different places all over the world. And it's like, where, where do you get that? It, that's cool. So when, when, whenever we can travel again, I have people to visit everywhere. I know it's, it, it's, it's odd to have that normalized, like to feel, cause I remember at the beginning when I was like, wait a second, like the very first training I ever did was, was Rwanda in Dubai and Gina in Boston, the very, like the very beginning that every time I would end, I would think what just happened? Yes. Like we're talking to someone on the other side of the planet. And very quickly, you forget that you're talking to someone on the other side of the planet. It feels like you're just in the same space. Exactly. And people ask me all the time, are there cultural differences with coaching? Yes, but they're crust. It's not the mantle, if you know what I'm saying. And so you get, there are things, but it's, I think it adds richness to coaching. It doesn't, it's, and it's surprisingly how similar we all are once you break open the crust. We are, yes, <laughs> truly, truly, truly. It's a wow for me and the community aspect of it. That was, that was the number one surprising thing. I did not expect the strength of the connections between participants. That was my most surprising thing as a trainer. When I started this, uh, it was, yeah, it's amazing. I can't wait till we can travel again. There's so many, really, really we got plans. We have plans. <laughs> people, people to see. Um, and I, I also thought that, um, the resiliency series when you started that, mm -hmm. um, that was that was great. And I think I'm gonna say that it gave people access to you that that we really didn't have as much, um, depending on which class you took at what time or whatever. But it was it's like a space where everyone everyone, no matter which class you're in, it's like a time, okay, this is where you log in. And we, you know, we've, we've seen your work and I, we, we're in your head. And so then it was like, God having the opportunity to interact with you as well. Oh, just wait. I got another one planned. I got another one. I've been, uh, I've been dusting off, <laughs> dusting off some uh, oldies, but goodies looking at uh, re researching gratitude and, uh, there, so that that's been my latest thing. The last couple of weeks, I've, I've been able to dive into it, and we added another person to the team who does. who's an expert in websites and technology, which is oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so fortunate because it gets me off of that, and I've been, you know, oh right, to run, you know, do a lot of it. Uh, you know, my work with independent contractors and stuff like that. But now we finally get someone who's just like, you know what, I'm not allowed to touch the website anymore. So, <laughs> woohoo! Yes, woohoo! Cool. And so that's a big deal. And so it frees me up to do even more of it, which I'm excited. I'm just psyched about. And uh, there's, it's, it's uh, what, what I feel most thankful for in this, this community as well is that there's an element of I, coaching is just so exciting and it, it helps us get to a point where we're really doing this work for, you know, for social justice, for the benefit of others, for making the world a better place that provides us a, a floor of, you know, like 
of uh, floor of, like uh, uh, of emotion. Like you know what I mean? You're feeling down. You're like, okay, what am I going to do? I'm going to go work, and I can like put energy and effort into making the world a better place. How does that play out in your own life? Like how have you used your why to make your yeah make it go? Yeah. Yes. I mean, I think I think the most beneficial thing about um, about coaching is um, is self awareness. And I mean, working with people and uh, first of all, throughout the class, you start, you got to work on yourself first, really. Mm -hmm. So you start doing things and you're like, oh, what do do I do about that? And then you're coaching with people all the time, you know, doing peer coaching with each other. And so uh, you have no choice. You have no choice but to talk about yourself. And, and think about things, think about all the hard things that you don't really want to think about. Um, but um, I think the, the, the level of self-awareness that you have uh, during the process of becoming a coach and then, and then being a coach is, is like that, that, that's priceless. It's a journey. And I feel like the way I look at it is it's a journey that's available to everyone, but everyone has to do their own work. It's a journey that only you can take. No one can do it for you. Right. Uh, but it feels to me like I, when I see someone new getting the coaching, I'm like, oh, goody, you <laughs> are in for a treat. Yes. Like you get to go. I mean, it's like it's like a, uh, it's like go, like the first time you you go to an amusement park or something, you know, yeah. it's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember the journey for me is just so like heartening. It's just such a fulfilling thing. What was your um, what favorite tool? Favorite coaching tool? Assumptions and relationships. Mm. Because I feel like that is life, mm-hmm. and and if people if people could look at things that way and get out of some of the vicious cycles it'd be so much better off. And so mm. I've used it in my relationships. Um, my husband is like, stop doing that coaching stuff on me. Right. <laughs> right. Here she goes again. I'm like, yes, I am. But you just got to get him trained. That's the next step. You're like, no, no, you get trained. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, ah! <laughs> get him in here. I, we're going to write. I, it's, 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 this is a real project. It's the survival guide for the partners of people going through coach training. Right. It's a real project. We're working on it. <laughs> True story. Uh huh. That's good. <laughs> what? Okay. So we're getting there. What would you like for partners of people going through coach training to know? Uh, to just listen and roll with it and don't be in denial. Answer those <laughs> questions. Answer our questions. Think Write that about down. <laughs> Think about it. I just walked in the room. Uh, answer our questions. Um, just do it. Yep. <laughs> Don't, be it. Don't be It'll afraid. Don't be afraid. It'll be good for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm lucky enough. That my boys were both coach trained, so I mean, she went through it before I did, and. Uh, I feel like my my puppy stage in coaching was met with lots of love and appreciation and support, which I, I realize is a gift. You know, it's it's a really big gift. Yeah, what I would think be your... it's like when you when you think about um, the executives who mm-hmm. who are just like maybe finance people or you know, it's like, like this is 
this they're in they're in this world they're in and not in like the the cushy kind of touchy feely coaching world and changing their mindset to understand that that coaching helps everyone right right you know i think some of my most favorite work has been with executives who are um, super analytical. You know, I feel like Spock, you know, in a lot of ways, like I have no emotion. I have no need for emotion. Why are we talking about this? Um, right. And the cool thing, I mean, from my perspective is it takes, it takes all types. It takes, we, we, as a society, we need those people, <laughs> you know, we need, oh, absolutely. We need those, like, and I think what it's lovely in the, in the coaching field is how uh, it's when you're absolutely right. in looking at when those people lean a little bit into the coaching field, it's like whole new worlds open up for them. And I love watching that process happen. You know, where they like, whoa, this feels good. Wow. All right. <laughs> love that. Uh, what, what, what advice would you have for someone just starting out their coach training journey? Uh, my advice would be to, um, relax. <laughs> um, don't, don't try, don't try to do everything all at once. Um, everything that you do takes time. It, it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. We want everything to have people in general. We want instant gratification. We want things to happen overnight. We want to be this great coach automatically um, and, and start this business that, and just, that's just gonna have clients after client, after client, after client. And it, it takes time, it's a process like anything else in life. And, and you have to work for it. Um, you, you have, I mean, the, the one thing I did, so I was like, okay, this is my new thing. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. And so then it's like, I'm going to build a website. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And, um, and I was like, uh, so, so I started spending time doing those things. And, uh, and then I changed my mind because initially I wanted to work with students. Then I decided I wanted to work with parents and, um, and then I was like spinning my wheels, working on a website and then changing, changing, changing. So then I decided, okay, let's just focus on coaching, <laughs> focus on, on the program <laughs> and, uh, and, and wait for those things because there's time for that to happen. It's a little bit like trying to build an airplane and fly it at the same time. Yes, yes. And that is really hard to do. It's possible, but it takes a lot of, I don't know, uh, I don't even know, just hustle, you know, just, uh, yeah, you just have to kind of do it. If you, <laughs> you know? I think, I think um, with this and so many other things that the system works, mm -hmm. if, if you follow the system, and have a little bit of patience, the system works. You can, have, I think, you, you can go in, you can go outside the lines. You don't have to right? stay, you don't have to stay inside of the lines, but, but, you know, it, but, but it does work. I, I mean, I think new coaches, I mean, thinking back to my own journey with it, uh, I mean, I, I too started in a school and was lucky enough to have, you know, the head of a school be really supportive in, in this whole thing. Uh, 
I, I think a full 50% of the initial energy uh, needs to be your own mental emotion, like needs to be like looked at your own mental emotional space. Like how can you nurture, you know, your own, your own inner world? How do you nurture your inner world or what, what are the things that you've done to support you in, in this journey? Um, I think I, well, <laughs> the number one thing I do like for peace of mind is there's this beautiful uh, place called the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> yeah, <what's> up? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I walk at the beach, mm. I walk at the beach. I, um, I go sometimes and um, I, I do, mm. I, I, sometimes I coach people from my car, I use my I use my phone as my hotspot. I set up my Zoom, um, and I I coach from there. I I've done some coach training edu classes from there. From the um, ocean, yeah. Do you have to you have to mute the wave. You're like mute wave, unmute, go. Yeah. But that's like my that's my peaceful place. Um, I think I I um it's my relationships with people. I talk. I talk to people. Um, I'm kind of a I, I'm kind of a um, extroverted introvert because I need my I need my space, my quiet my quiet time to myself. I need that, but I also need people. So this whole pandemic thing is driving me absolutely crazy because I want to get out there and and interact with people because that is like. I, I connect with people. That's what I do best. That's kind of who I am. And, um, and having to do that on a screen is not the same thing. It, yeah, it, there are pluses, I mean, pluses and minuses and we're all adapting. And we have historically after pandemics, there's been a period of major cultural shift and flourishing which I feel is already cooking. I mean, it just feels like whenever you take a pattern and disrupt it so much and everyone does something different, you get a different result. I can't wait to see what that different result is the next two or three years. Like it's going to be, yeah. so I, I just feel it. And I see it in a lot of what's happening with universities and, and organizations and schools. Like we have shifted without even realizing it because we're dealing with this thing. Uh, Oh man, I, I used, I love, uh, when we were on our RV trip, the ocean, uh, we, you know, one of the things that, um, I was always struck with was when the sun set, everyone pauses and for like 30, you know, 30 seconds a minute, but just, you know, yeah, right. What happened? What feeling comes up when you pause right now in this, in this space for bird's eye view, pause on your life. What happens? What, what comes up? when I pause, um, I see um, just kind of possibilities, mm-hmm. really, and, and where I'm going. And as I, as I figure, as I'm figuring things out, um, you know, looking at, at different areas and different things to, to do and, um, and, it's like right now there's like diversity work happening and coaching work happening and all of that. And, and realizing that 
that it's like pausing is necessary. You can't do everything. You can't be, you can't be an expert in everything you do. And so it's like, like focus on, <laughs> focus on, focus on your why. <laughs> and like, like, what am I doing? Why am I here? What, what's, what's my goal? So that's, that's kind of like when I look down at myself, because uh, because there are, I have a, a lot of things going on right now. And so I kind of rein it in and figure out what, 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 my, what my major focus is. The lovely problem to have, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's in, what, what, but a thing about me is that um, I believe in doing things for as long as they work. And if it doesn't work, it's time to move on. And, and I, I don't, I don't do things that, um, that I'm not passionate about. And so if I'm not, I because I, I, I'm good at a lot of things. I am, I mean, you know, it's, it, and, and it's a blessing. It's a blessing, but I'm good at a lot of things, but I can't do all of those things. So just, uh, darling, I feel like we're in the same boat. So, <laughs> oh yes, you hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. I, yeah, <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's time. We have to, I'm looking at the time we have to wrap. We have to, we have to wrap this thing. Uh, what? This feels like a, a good stopping point too. Uh, you know, for me, it's, it's such a pleasure. I mean, I, I feel like I've been looking forward to this one. I saw it on the calendar. I said, oh, Darlene, I've heard such amazing things about you from so many people. Uh, just th thank you. Thank you for being a part of this community and all of it. You know, it's this work is so I feel like this is the healing balm that the world needs. And it yeah. takes a team like it's, not, it's bigger than any of us at this moment. And but it requires as many people as possible to get get on on this. Uh, any last thoughts or words to finish out this this podcast here? Hmm. Last thoughts. Um, I'll just agree with you that um, that that we, it does. It takes a team for everyone to work together, and and I think that um, like coaching is for everyone and no matter no matter what you what you're doing if there's a way that a coach can help you um and, and sometimes it's like when people are kind of resistant like why do i need a coach i don't need a coach and then do you do some coaching with them they're like oh my god like where have you been all my life right, right. and they just figure out how they can be better at who they are and, and what they do, whatever it is. Reminds me of a song by Michael Franti, Everyone Deserves Music, where I feel like everyone deserves to experience coaching. You know, yeah. like if you just have, if everyone could experience coaching, like, oh, you know, like what, what would happen? Like what would really It's happen? done wonders for me personally. Right. Me too. I think about the journey that I was on. I mean, it wasn't a bad journey, but just the journey that I was on. And I thought like coaching, it, I feel like it, it was exactly the professor, professional and personal development that I needed most. And I was just feel so thankful for the profession, thankful for this field, thankful for the people who are in it too. I mean, some of the, 
My yeah. favorite people <laughs> are in that Venn diagram of educators and coaches in that middle section there. Oh my goodness. These are my people. Uh, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you, community. Thank you, participants, for people listening live, people in the larger community here listening to this podcast as it is shared. Uh, not so live. Uh, and um, I have a feeling, darling, this is, this is just the beginning of a, you know, a journey together in this world. Uh, thank you for this. And uh, this has been a podcast for Coach and Flourish. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>